Friday. Mm-hmm. Mark feels great and after I'm, a birthday yeah, celebration. Yes. I'm not even hungover. Wow. I feel great. I, I kept it together. I drink orange juice. <laughs> what <laughs> does that mean? I don't mean? know why orange juice. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. We're back in the house. This is Mark Hutchins. That's Jeremy Clevin. B-Ron's behind the glass. Hey. Lizzie Hofer Irvine hey. is here again. Hello. The number one female officer in the country. And that's a real... Presence. That doesn't yeah, get that's, old. That's, yeah. a that's real not like stat. how we like that's to say. That's not the Arizona or number one real estate <laughs> podcast in the country. We can call it that, but she truly is the number one female loan officer in the yes, country, which yes. is insane. Thank you, guys. Lizzie, are you are insane. Presence. Like in the best possible uh, no, sense yeah, of the word. I, mean, like, I literally am crazy. No, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, like it's it's insanely awesome. How would I how would I change that a little? Well, someone said I mean, though, it's incredible. Like they talked, they used it for actors and huge, uh, like billionaires and. They said you like one of the things they said is crazy and insane. Like you have to be crazy. You have to be crazy motivated. You have to be crazy focused. You have to be cra- like all the things that make crazy no. as part of it, but also a little bit off because not many people. You can't be can rational. That. Yeah, like that's there's, the thing. Like no, every yeah. rational person would have given up by now. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's true. No, like the crap that Jeremy and I had to go through to get here, like before the whole rebirth of MHG, most people would have just. <laughs> wiped their hands clean of it and walked and, away. I mean, is that where, but, I mean, again, let's <clears throat> just round table here. Is that where people fall short? Is that they just give up too early? Yeah, honestly, I like if the so. difference between a super successful person and a mediocre person is 2%. Like that's all it is. It's just 2%. It's it's insane. Like when you really think you about mean, it. I was say, what do you mean by 2%? 2% what? So it's like, uh, so it, this is a Darren Hardy uh philosophy but basically it's the difference between you know they made eight phone calls right you made the ninth right they or you made the tenth you know you they left at five you left at seven right it, it just comes down to gotcha. like these small Little decisions things. that you make every single day Compound effect, right yeah. like you would yep. never think two extra phone calls would matter you know do. what I mean? Well, like we were talking about yesterday, five Two years ago hours. where we were, I mean, we were looking at ourselves like physically putting ourselves back in that mental space of where we were and what was going through our head. And I said, it's our ability, our skill set, different world. our value of what we were doing at that time versus, you know, and it's like, wow, like, I don't think that we change that much necessarily when you like, look, but it's just that 1% every day, like a little it's bit better every single amount. day. You're never going to conquer the whole thing overnight. At least it's very rare. It's like hitting the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Most likely it's not going to happen, but that 1% better every single day of compound. Well, it's and that think, little stride oh. too. No, sorry about that. It's a little stride before I forget my point. It's that little stride too. And when we tell people why we worked for pissant pennies and it was long hours and it was running a brokerage where a majority of our agents were making four or five times the money we were. And people are going, oh, wow. How can you, why are you doing that? Why are you working? It's like, well, because that's the level of crazy and that's the level of that 2%, the extra stride that we're willing to do, knowing what is ahead, where we're building something, we're, we're creating something more than just commissioned income. We're creating a platform for people to be able to do this at a massive scale. And that's, again, the difference between an entrepreneur and somebody who would just quit and go get a job that they make a hundred thousand dollars a year, but that's all they're going to make forever. You know? So, well, so I think that what we're all trying to touch on is I always wanted to look for the opportunity versus the tangible thing. So I was Mm -hmm. looking for an opportunity because what was in front of me was a receptionist job. 
I was going to say like, like you're like you're that yesterday was, with that was the, the guarantee, yep. right? And yeah, everyone had said these are two years old. They've been called by five different people. Like these are trash. So a logical person, a rational person, is goes that's trash, right? What's in front of me is this real <coughs> job of you know answering the phones. You have to believe that there's something bigger than that for you, right? Mm-hmm. Because people only rise to the level of their belief system. But one thing that I will say that I find to be so impactful and something I've always done is that whenever I've wanted something and, you know, initially I go, I'm, I don't know why my, my thoughts always go negative. I always go, I can't do this, but I always did this whole thing where like, but if it was possible, right? So let's say I just, I can't do it, but if it was possible, what would I need to have to happen? in order for that to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And wow. once I got that list going, I could always tackle it, right? So then it didn't become about the thing I couldn't do anymore. Now I had this active list of things I could tackle, right? Love that. And I think that's just the difference between looking for opportunities and then accepting what's in front of you. There's mm-hmm. so many takeaways mm-hmm. with with what you're saying right there, so but many. looking for the opportunities is a big one. Having that mindset first and foremost of saying, you know, what's available to us a lot of times is right in front of our face, you know, I know it's the easy low hanging <clears throat> fruit and people are, don't ever look up to see, you know, the, the low hanging fruit guy is normally rotten. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if that, that's like the thing, it's ripe and just right in front of your face. If you really want the, the mm-hmm. high quality thing that's going to last, you got to go up and work Reach for it. to the top. I mean, the easiest fruit literally is the one that's like on the ground. Right. That's fallen there. It's fallen. It's It's weighted because it's ripe. It's weighted because it's ripe. Full of juice. I don't know. Uh, Well, let's let's touch on the uh, PR piece that you were at uh, a mastermind. You say that there was some interesting stuff you found about the differ. Where it's changing, I guess, the marketing and PR, not just for agents, so, I guess, just for everybody. It just in general. So this was sales in general. So it was a mastermind in various industries. But uh, the topic was how is sales changing now that people <clears throat> find things, so much information is available online. And, you know, with that being said, a lot, I mean, with for realtors, loan officers, especially in the lending space, right, I can say that there's probably going to be the big banks where everyone has their checking and savings accounts, then there's going to be the big box shops like Quicken, Loan Depot. And then there's going to be people like me, right? Who are advisors who've been advising for like, I mean, I've been advising for 16 years. And how do we compare? How do we compete? And the difference between somebody like me and then somebody like a Quicken or somebody like Bank of America is that those are big companies and they can't emote. They they can't offer tangible advice and so strategies like PR, right, um, are ways that we can combat that, right? Because I can emote, right? I can say the scary question, right? I don't have a million, you know, marketing compliance dollars behind me, but I can really tackle my my sphere of influence. And then how do I do that? How do I hack the system, right? How do I make my message more important? And it turns out there's now because of the internet, like all of these media places, they need content just as much as we need to be seen by them. Mm-hmm. And because they they need news literally every minute, every hour, every single day. I mean, it used to be you get a newspaper and you just had like 10 articles. Now it's like 10 articles on one blog every day yeah. and it has to be updated. So it's finding the areas where your number one client is going to be looking for information mm-hmm. and then figuring out, well, how do you solve for their problems and not just give them stuff they can Google because I see a lot of marketing from agents and loan officers and they just post rates or they post property details. All that stuff is Googleable. But if it's like your five best strategies to, 
right? And whatever your client is. So for me, it's first time home buyers. So I'm constantly teaching practical money saving tips and budgeting tips because that's what first time home buyers need. Money is the biggest fear when they come to buying a house. So I just want to provide a pathway to success. And I have opinions about that pathway, right? So I'm a thought leader. So I'm not just giving them, here's how, you know, here's how fire works. I'm saying, here's fire. This is what I think about it. I don't know if it's practical, but here's the takeaways that you can implement in your day-to-day life, right? They're all opinions, they're thoughts. And I can take that information and let's say I take it to Money Magazine, mm-hmm. right? And I offer it to Money Magazine, Money Magazine picks it up. Then I have a link back to my website with downloadable information, right? Where people can you know, download it and then I become an information source, mm-hmm. right? And I have thoughts and opinions. And if they agree with those, they'll do business with me. Like prime example is Javier Vidana. I'm going to give him a shout out here. Yeah. He just talked he was to just, the YouTube yeah. class yeah. the other day for know. Workshop yep. Wednesday. Yep. He had a full room. I know. At our tech summit. You guys, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. He really is. He had a packed room. Yeah. I know. He has been coaching me on YouTube strategies. <clears throat> I literally just closed my very first YouTube deal where somebody found me on YouTube, right? They applied on my website without me talking to them. They just felt wow. like they knew me enough from all the content I'm providing. And then we ended up closing their deal. Wow. That's right. Awesome. And the relationships. Kudos to you, Javier. I know. Right. I That's mean, awesome. it's just, this stuff is so impactful and we don't even realize how they, we can do this, but people always get overwhelmed when they think of PR strategies. So I'm going to break it down. This is very tactical, tactical, and you can use this in like a variety of different industries, <clears throat> like in sales and referrals and PR, whatever. But get a list of the 20 most impactful people that you know, and then do they have a connection to any of these sources or sites where your primary clients are going to be, and would they be willing to make an introduction, right? And people technically, typically always want to help you when you're providing value first. So let's say on a scale of one to 10, they're like a two, like you barely know them, you met them at a cocktail party, they're probably not willing to be like, yep, here's my friend, right? Reaching out to that person, asking them how you can impart value on their life, and then taking that strategy and then, you know, developing a relationship. So then they think of you in your top of mind, right? Um, this, these were the amazing PR strategies that they were teaching us at this event. I love and, that. and they're all like synonymous with all the things we've learned about like relationship right, right, marketing, right? right? Yeah, right. Yep. I mean, uh, yep. if you guys really want a lot of tips, honestly, these people were insane. They were so good. They have an event called, um, Mm, what's their okay? I'm gonna get back to you on the event. It's no worries. What's that making? What that makes me makes me think of if I could speak here this morning? Oh, unfair advantage. They have unfairadvantage.com. Unfairadvantage.com. All right, there you go. We'll, yeah. we'll check that out. Um, it makes me think of obviously when you're trying to you know secure a channel account. You know, it, mm-hmm. it sure helps when it's a a person or uh, you know a service or business essentially that you can bring into your own network, you know, that you can ultimately refer business to. And that's why you're trying to bridge that gap, obviously. And that ultimately you're going to get that business going both ways and ultimately trying to, like I said, su- secure a channel account um, to, you know, ultimately build build your business. It's, um, But yes, it does go back to that relationship building, all the things that we've been talking about. And the, the thing that that really I hone in on when we talk about this PR is that that third party endorsement. And we've been talking about this for a long time, especially as we go into the future, especially with millennials, that the power of the testimonial, the power of the endorsement, the power of somebody else speaking your story for you versus saying, Hey, look, I'm the greatest, you know, but if someone else says that we're the greatest, that, that, that means something more, at least it means more. 
than, than, you know, than me believing it in myself. Right. And you can't, and you have to utilize these third party endorsements. So when you get a third party endorsement and it, you have to send them somewhere that converts your leads. So it can't just be like, Oh, Mark and Jeremy are the best go here. And then you go there and then you just get information about it. It has to be like more value that you provide to them. And then a lead capture of some kind. Lead pages is a really great resource for that. Sure is. And then yeah, guys. We've been using lead pages for plug, years and years. Yes, we have. Plug that again. I did just want to make sure that I gave the correct um, honor. It's Chris Winfield and Jenna or Jen Gottlieb. And they run Super Connector Media. And the event that they have is Unfair Advantage. And they're having an event in November. I mean, these people were amazing. I got tons of tips and tactics. I mean, if honestly, they, if they want to reach out to you direct, how can they do that, Lizzie? Um, so you guys can reach out to me at, well, Lizzie or Lhofer at guildmortgage.net, or you can reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, I check all my, my DMs. And her name will be in the message of the text today, so you can all get the, the spelling. Channels. Yes. All right, we're going to stop there today. We'll come back next week for more Lizzie Hofer, number one female LO in the country. Boom. Thanks to Guild Mortgage. Thanks to Alliance Property Inspections. Thanks to VIP. We're out. We'll see ya. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.